welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Bosho. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Ephesians 1. Paul the Apostle praying for a revelation that every believer should walk in. He says, Therefore I also heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, verse 15, and your love for all the saints. Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you. That's you sitting in that chair, sitting in a home watching me, you in Johannesburg. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of His calling? What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? And number five, what is the exceeding greatness of His power resurrection power toward us who believe according to the work of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him on high at His right hand in heavenly places far above, hallelujah all principality, power, might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come. That's why God is so bold to say the day is going to come where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess of things in the heaven, things on the earth and things under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'll tell you why. Because God has given Him not a name but the name that is above every other name. God has exalted Him above every power, principality, might and dominion. And this morning Jesus Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father in a place of dominion, in a place of victory. And my brother and my sister, you are right there beside Him. And the Bible says in Hebrews 7.25, He lives to make intercession for you. And I'll tell you something, God hears the praise of Jesus. That means you are not going to fail. That means you are going to make it. That means you're going to overcome. That means the work God started in you, God will finish in you. That means that depression will not have the last say. That sickness will not have the last say. Come on. That failure will not have the last say in the name of Jesus Christ because God is the gift with a lift. He has raised you up. He has blessed you. He has elevated you. This is your year to arise and shine in what Christ has done for you. Come on as a symbol of faith. Get on your feet like you are getting up into a new place and a new position in Jesus' name. If you're not going to get up in church, you're not going to get up out there. It says, and He put all things under His feet and gave Him to be the head of all things, the church. Now Ephesians 2 verse 4 and 6, but God who is rich in mercy. What is mercy? God's willingness, God's ability to treat you better than you deserve. So when God deals with you, He doesn't deal with you according to your works. He deals with you according to what Christ has done. He says He made us alive. Everybody say alive. It means in Christ, God gave you new ability, liberty, identity, vitality, equality. No matter how you feel, you've been made alive and you have to act alive. 
You have to act up and not down. You have to act above and not below. You have to talk above and not below. The Bible, I'm running ahead of myself, but I feel a preach. Listen, Colossians 3, the Bible says, If you then be raised with Christ, set your mind on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father for your life, for you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That means in, 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 in Galatians, Paul says, It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. So, I do not identify with this natural life and this natural world because in this natural life there may be a hereditary curse or a disease there may be a bloodline curse in your natural blood but i'll tell you something that bloodline curse has been broken i'll tell you something people will say to people and they say to them listen it's in your bloodline your father was an alcoholic your grandfather was an alcoholic dead to one you're going to be an alcoholic i say and the word of god says you are part of the bloodline of Jesus Christ and that curse is broken over your bloodline. You are blessed and you cannot be cursed because Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Don't live like you're under the weather because you're not under the weather. Don't live like you're under circumstances because you're not under circumstances. You are raised up with Christ. You are seated above in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might and dominion. Not all the devils in hell have authority over you because in Christ you have been raised to a place of dominion. Shout amen in Jesus' name. So he says, um, even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. For by grace, God's unmerited, undeserved favor, you've been saved. And He raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So where are you seated this morning? Uh, on this chair, Pastor. Yeah, that's a, a, a natural truth. But your, your factual truth, your spiritual truth, your positional truth, your experiential truth, your truth that you have to believe is your identity, who you are in Christ. I believe people are struggling, floundering through life. And I'll say it again, storms will come, um, evil days will come, Adversity will come. There are things that we have to overcome or the Bible will not call us more than conquerors. And the Bible will not call us those who triumph in Christ. And the Bible would not say whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So the Bible is very clear that we have to overcome things. But we have to understand when we are in a battle, we are not in a battle for survival. We are in a battle to enforce Satan's defeat. That defeat, that which Jesus executed 2,000 years ago. We are there to enforce the defeat of the devil. Keep him under defeat. We never get out of our positional righteousness and get down to this earth and wrestle with flesh and blood in the dimension of flesh and blood. We overcome the powers of darkness through our spiritual weapons. And maybe the greatest weapon you have is the understanding of who you are in Christ and what Jesus did for you. And that in the anointing, you are touchable. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. He doesn't say weapons will not be formed against you. He doesn't say tongues will not rise against you in judgment. But the Bible says you will not be touched like a Shadrach, a Meshach and a Abednego. You will come out of that fire and the smell of smoke will not even be upon your body because Christ Himself will sustain 
sustain you because you are hidden in Christ. Your new life is in Christ. In Christ you are above. Satan cannot touch you where you are in Christ Jesus this morning. Are you listening to me this morning? So when we talk about blessing, we're not teaching principles to try and get you blessed. We are trying to bring revelation that you are blessed. Have been. You have the victory. 1 John 4 verse 4 says, You hail from God. You are born from God. And greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. You overcome because you hail from God. You come from God. You're born from above. So you're not under anything this morning. Write it down. You know, emotions are subject to motion. Emotions are subject to choices. Nobody always has positive emotions, but I tell people all the time, you can't allow a bat or stop a bat from flying over your head, but you can stop him from nesting in your hair. Amen. Thank God the women don't have these hairdos. Remember what they had in the 70s and 80s? I mean, it wasn't difficult for a bat. I mean, the bat really had to fly to miss that hair. And every woman was scared of, you know, a bat's going to get stuck in my hair. Well, it's not physically possible, but every... So you, 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 you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop him from nesting in your head. So you can't stop thoughts from coming to your mind. Sometimes you're going to wake up, it's that time of the month, and you just feel not so great. Well, you have to make a decision and say, in Him I live and move and have my being. You have to make up your mind. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You cannot just live subject to external influences all the time. You have to exercise dominion. And it starts with your thoughts. It starts with your emotions. It starts with your attitude. It starts with your appetite for what you allow in your body, mind, spirit, music, food, everything. In patience, you have to control yourself. So you have to respect who you are. Because if you respect who you are, you will feed the real you, which is the Christ you, who lives on the Word of God, who lives on praise and worship, who lives on prayer. You will respect the Christ life. You will not treat the Christ life as, by the way, because your blessing, your victory, your deliverance, your favour lies in your Christ identity. Not every now and again you step into that identity. You have to live in that identity. That means you have to get a rhema, a revelation, and you have to respect it. Because if it's, if we believe what the Bible says, no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me, and the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave me something. It means utmost have died. It means that the nature, the old nature, we'll get there in the Bible now, the old feelings, the person, the likes, the dislikes, the insecurities, the inferiorities, the, the, the flaws, the mistakes. You don't identify with that. You identify with, I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. I'm a blessed creature. I'm highly favoured by God. I'm destined to prosper. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You identify with what Jesus did for you. Not like 
every now and again you shoot a prayer up into heaven and you hope that God hears your prayer. No, no. You have been recreated in Christ. You have been appointed to a place of dominion. You have been set on high. And it's now your time to possess your land and to walk tall and to pull your shoulders back and to act like a king and a priest and to be the royal person God called you to be an ambassador of God. Oh, come on. Say amen in Jesus' name. So the truth is most people don't know who they are. It's like going to the doctor and say, I don't have a nose. And the doctor says, but there your nose is. Oh, I don't have a heart, but are you alive? Huh? Show me my brain. Now the fact that you think means you've got a brain, even though you've never seen it. So there's a lot of things you've not seen, but you believe as reality, right? Only when they do a scan, do they actually see that you have a brain, although many function like they have none. I clipped myself short there because it was almost going to say, especially those who work for... Um, <laughs> I won't be naughty today because people don't like it, but I care less. Because you need to be offended to start thinking, by the way. So, if people don't know who they are. You ask people, who are you? In Christ, who are you? People don't know where they are. Where are they seated? People don't know what they have. And that's why I say, we need to be so careful to almost try and get people always to be in a, and we have to live in hope and we have to live believing in that God is a God of breakthrough, master of breakthroughs, because sometimes we need that breakthrough. Sometimes, exceptionally, we need a miracle. The rest you possess by faith. The rest you have to walk out. The rest you have to possess your land. Like the Old Testament says, the Bible says, be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Not quick, a quick fix. No, you walk out your deliverance. You walk out your salvation. You possess your mind. You renew your mind. You, you, you study the Word of God. You apply yourself financially. You budget. You do the right things according to God's Word so that you will experience the progress of God little by little in your life. So I'm very cautious to always get people in a place of, yes, expect God to do something in your life, but I'm very, very cautious uh, for, 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 to allow even when I had somebody recently I said don't do the miracle 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 because we don't live by miracles we live by faith okay we have to walk this out and more than that we live by revelation once you know who you are nobody can mess with you look Muhammad I'm in you Sm uh, float like a butterfly sting like a bee you're going down the third round you, I'll get up again you knock me down I'm getting up I'm knocking your head off your shoulders etc he knew who he was how come we don't know who we are as Christians and we have Jesus in us, we have the Holy Ghost in us, we have the greater one living on the inside of us, we have God's angels with us and we always walk around like we're lacking something while we lack absolutely nothing. All we have to do is be, not B-E-E, -E, we have to be. I mean be. That's what I was talking about. What did you think I was talking about? That's what I was talking about, okay? All, all we have to do is be, be. Buzz. <laughs> be who God says you are. Okay, let me reframe that. Like the Americans say, be like God says you is. 
Be like, be who God says you is. So, so the problem with always waiting for something is like you act like you're lacking something. While in the mind of God, you lack nothing. Nothing stops you from progressing into the life that God has for you. You have everything you need. It has to be activated through revelation and belief and action upon your belief. Has to be activated. But if our thinking is wrong, our living will be wrong. If our understanding is darkened, we will not experience the life that God has in mind for us. Say it again, my people perish for what? Lack of revelation, knowledge. Not lack of anointing, not lack of prayer, not lack of anything else. They just act like they don't know. And then the sad fact is, I mean, you want to become a great doctor, you have to study. Christians want to live this Christ life and they visit church occasionally or they read their Bible occasionally. They want to live this victorious life and they treat the Word of God as if it's not the most important book in their lives. Well, my buddy, 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 buddy. You ain't living that life that Jesus has for you. You may make money, but your mind may be running in a million places and you have other problems in your life because your liberty, your freedom, your blessing is in what Jesus did for you. And you discover that those truths, those mysteries of Christ are hidden and they are discovered by those people that pursue Jesus Christ with all their hearts. That's why you cannot do this Christian thing by the way. But you know every musician, every artist, you can quote every rapper. If the music goes, the rapper sings or or the artist sings, suddenly you just sing the words with them, etc. Your mind has been brainwashed according to the world. You have to get your mind renewed. The Bible says, Ephesians, uh, uh, Romans 12, to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove whether it's the good, acceptable, perfect will of God for your life. Ephesians 4, 23, the Bible says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So if we don't renew our minds, we are never going to experience the life God has for us because your thoughts every day of your life determine the level that you will live at. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. Your paradigms. Your beliefs. Your inner beliefs. Your treasure. So we want the life that God has for us. We want to walk in the blessing. We better study this Christ life. We better get into this. Get understanding. Understand what Jesus did for us until it is a rhema. A rhema means your mind and your spirit has come into alignment. Are you with me this morning? So it's not the superficial Lady Gaga stuff where you, you just, uh, Pastor, pray for me, I want a blessing. No, man, if you think wrong, you, you will ruin your own blessing. If you talk wrong, you will destroy your blessing. If you don't sow seed, you will destroy your harvest. You have to live by the principles of God's Word. You have to live from a place of your position in Christ. You have to respect what Jesus did for you. I mean, you follow Jesus and you still run to the Sangoma. What the heck is wrong with you? You have no cooking clue what Jesus did for you. He's not the, 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 the band-aid. He's not the, 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 the little plaster. He's not the plus in your life. He's the way, the truth and the life. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's everything and everything in between. He becomes everything in your life, not part of your life. If you want to experience what Jesus did for you, 
No Sankoma died for you. No witch doctor died for you. Nobody else died for you. Jesus Christ died for you. He paid the price for your total redemption and your atonement. Make up your mind to give Jesus preeminence and get real and serious about Jesus Christ and stop sacrificing your money to dead people and praying to people that are broke, busted, disgusted and think that they're going to help you. They can't help themselves, they cannot help you. Jesus helped you 2,000 years ago. He paid with every drop of blood. He redeemed you not with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of His own physical body. He paid the price for your sin. He paid the price for your redemption. He redeemed you, brought you back from hell. He broke the power of the devil over your life. He broke every generational curse over your life. And He raised you up together with Himself to a place of blessing, dominion, victory and favour. It's time to believe it, time to live like it, time to walk like it, time to talk like it, time to praise like it. Come on, there's your moment in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, praise Him like you are raised from the dead. I'm sorry I'm preaching. I, my spirit just gets excited about these things. Um, I think I'm just going to stand up here this morning till the piano don't play. Let me just read these scriptures. But there's so much in this, it, it explodes my spirit. So sorry, I can't contain it. No, I actually don't apologize. Ah! I actually don't apologize to hell with the devil, to hell with religion, to heck with tradition. I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm delivered, I'm sanctified, I'm redeemed. I have a reason to shout and to praise and to worship and to magnify the King. Come on, let everything that I breath praise the Lord. Praise Him like the redeemed, praise Him like the blessed. Come on, I don't care that it's a Sunday morning, give Him praise. Okay. Back to decently and in order. But who's order? Here we go. In Christ you have a new life. I don't care what you did in the old, your old life. The day Jesus steps in, everything becomes brand new. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, the Bible says, If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The message is now we look inside. And we see that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. Somebody say a fresh start. Is created new. The old life is gone. A new life emerges. Galatians 2, 20, 21, I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. Me with all my shortcomings, my failures, my mistakes. Whatever I lacked has been crucified. It's no longer I who live. So when you talk down on yourself, you're actually talking down on what Jesus did for you. When you minimize yourself, you're not glorifying God. Let me tell you very frankly. When you act, you think humility is acting wormy. It's not. To walk in humility is to accept what Jesus did for you. And He only paid with His blood for you, okay? And face the wrath and the judgment of God so that you could be elevated. So stop living and, ex and, and saying that that glorifies God. 
your humble attitude which does not reflect what Jesus did for you. He died to lift you. It says, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. That's going to work. Going to school. Living in this body. I live by faith. Can you see that? I live by what? By faith. In the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. As the translation says, my old identity has been crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me if I allow him to. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered. Oh my word, I'll run around the building just on that. My new life is empowered. My new life is blessed. Blessing means empowerment with God's special favour. My new life is empowered. So when I go for the job interview, I have God's special favour upon my life. I may not get that job, but I'm going to get a job. The unemployment statistics can go to 60. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get my uh, uh, favour. I'm going to go from the prison. I'm going to go to the palace. I'm going to go walk through the valley of the shadow of death because my God will supply all my need. My God will prepare a table before me even in the presence of my enemies. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for God. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Come on. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life because goodness and mercy is the personification of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Goodness is the personification of Jesus in the New Testament. Goodness is the revelation of the person of Jesus in the New Testament. The Gospel is the revelation of the goodness of God toward mankind and the mercy of God toward mankind. So when God looks at you, He says, Hey buddy, goodness and mercy will follow you every day of your life. So when you wake up in the morning, you need to uh, 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 reserve two seats in your car and say, goodness and mercy, wherever I go, goodness and mercy will follow me. As a matter of fact, God says, I will go before you. God says, my favour will surround you as a shield. God says, I will make your enemies dwell at peace with you. God says, those who despised you will come and bow before you. My favour will go before you. You will be the head and not. Oh, come on in Jesus' name. Stop waiting for somebody else to liberate you. Some political leader, you have been liberated by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago and He raised you up out of your mess into all that He has for you. Say a good amen in Jesus' name. Nothing is impossible with God. I want to say to you, as you watch uh, on television this morning, you are highly favoured by God. Stop acting like God is against you. He's not. Bible says, if God is for you, who can be against you? 2,000 years ago, He demonstrated that He's for you by sending His Son to die for you. Receive Jesus and walk in His blessing. Amen, amen. Give them a hand clap this morning. Come on. I'm passionate about this because 
Um, and so there are people that have been Christians for many years that don't have any understanding. This is the revelation of the New Testament. Do you actually understand that? All the epistles, this is what it addresses. And in every epistle, Paul warns that you should not allow your culture, your tradition, your philosophy, your arguments to neutralize the life you have in Christ. Not your blackness, not your whiteness, not your coloredness, not your um, uh, uh, femaleness. That's my word for the day. Not your maleness. Because he says in Christ, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile. There's no black, there's no white. In Christ, there's no culture. In Christ, there's no male, no female. Because the only thing that matters in the believer's life is the life you have in Christ. And if you elevate any other truth above that, you neutralize the power of the Christ life in your life. Are you listening? Ek is arm Johannes Jacobus Bos of Afrikaans. Kom, kom uit de baie sterk Afrikaanse achtergrond. So as ek myself reenselvig met my Afrikaanerskap boe my um, eenheid met Christus, dan neutraliseer ek wat Jesus vir my gedoen het. Van dan vereenselvig ek myself nie met hulle wat in Christus is nie, ek vereenselvig my met mense wat soos ek is, soos ek like, soos ek praat. Wat die selle bier drink, die selle brandewijn drink, die selle kakeklee, ach, die selle um, kobra's, ach, ek bedoel die selle um, nou raak ons kwaad as ek so praat I'm not against anyone I'm for but he warns again and again and again when he, and we'll get into it because it's so important for us in South Africa with all these political um, voices <laughs> help me Jesus that are so divisive that Christians start fighting one another about skin color. That we, we, we start fighting the greatest truth because of our culture. We celebrate diversity. We recognize all the colors in the rainbow. The rainbow would not be the rainbow if there was only one color. To be the rainbow, we need all the colors. We don't need the pink if there's pink in the rainbow to overshadow everything. We need everything. Hello, South Africa, Mandela, Savisi, Rainbow Nation. They want to squash everything that's white out of South Africa. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You want to squash every person that's black out of your world. It's not going to work. It doesn't work for those who are unsaved. It's going to work less for those who are born again. Because if you are born again, you're a child of God. If you're born again, you're a Christ-like individual. If you are born again, you identify with Christ. The Christ in me greets the Christ in you. The Christ in me recognizes the Christ in you. The Christ in me is attracted to the Christ in you. The Christ in me associates with the Christ in you. Regardless of, of, of how you dress, regardless of your language that you have, regardless, our language is above all of that. It's called L-O-V-E. It's called the nature of Christ. It's called the divine nature of Christ, which is called L-O-V-E. 
E. And if you cannot love your brother, your faith will never work in your life because your faith operates by love. So if you are always having a go at people of other colors, you can pray to God till you're blue in the face. God doesn't hear your prayer. He doesn't hear your prayer because the foundation of your faith is, is love. Love for your neighbor. Love. Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Fall out of your chair. Fall on your head. Wake up. If you're going to rise up, you have to let go some of the junk in your trunk and you have to begin to get the revelation of what Jesus came to do for you 2,000 years ago and live a life of freedom and victory because of what Jesus did for you. We cannot preach partial truth. We cannot truth, preach truth in compartments. We cannot preach truth selectively. We cannot justify segregation through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We cannot justify your political viewpoint and political views and violate the Word of God if you're a Christian. So people are floundering, they're struggling because they, 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 they cannot uh, uh, identify with the first truth that if, you're, if, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, all things have passed away. And um, the life I now live in the flesh as an Afrikaner, English, Zulu, Kora, Peri, Tswana, whatever. I live by faith in the Son of God. So what do I identify with? Not my Zulu culture. Although I celebrate my Zulu culture. I'm not against your culture. I think it's beautiful. I think there's some beautiful things in every culture. And we celebrate it. Don't hear what you want to hear. But that culture is not your identity. That culture does not determine your blessing. That culture is just what you were born into. But when you're born again, when you're born again, you're not born by the will of man. You are born by the will of God. You are not born of flesh. You are born of the Spirit. And you now become a new creature. You become a new creature. A new creature. And you have to now study and understand who you are. Because until you don't know who you are, you'll never know what you have. And if you don't know what you have, you'll never know what you can do. So what is lacking is revelation, is understanding, is enlightenment, is illumination. That's why Paul prays that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. You may understand, comprehend what Jesus did for you. The inheritance you have in Christ, the power of the blessing available to you, that it's all done. 1 Peter says, you have all things pertaining to life and godliness. You've received it through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You've received all things, mean all things through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So when we study Jesus, we study revelation. When we see what Jesus did for us, not the interpretation of the Helberse Catechismus, of the Dorste Leerreels and all the other good things that people in the Bible interpret. If we will study the Bible and put our tradition, ridiculousness, tradition aside and culture aside and accept 
what Jesus did. You'll become the eagle. You'll fly. You'll be unstoppable. You will progress. And you will go from glory to glory. Come on, through the life of Christ in the inside of you, you will emerge. You will be elevated. You will be lifted up. Come on, because that's who Jesus Christ is. He never leaves you where He finds you. He always lifts you up and He always starts with a work in your heart. That's why Paul says, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of a glorious future is Christ in you. The hope of seeing God's promises fulfilled in your life is Christ in you. It's the life of Jesus Christ in you. The real you is the Christ you, is the Jesus in you, is the you in Christ. That is the real you. So you have to identify with that, my brother and my sister, and stop talking about your natural life and talking about your natural truths and and build boundaries around yourself. No, no, no. He broke every curse. He broke every boundary. He got you out of the pits of the devil. He broke the power of Satan. He broke the power of sin over your life. He raised you up out of hell and He elevated you to the highest place and He made you to sit down with Him at the right hand of the Father. That's why I'm saying to you this morning, my brother and my sister, there remains a rest for the people of God who know who they are and what they have received. And those people will be unstoppable, not by might or by power, but by the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody say I'm elevated. Somebody say I'm lifted up. Somebody say I'm above. Somebody say I'm a new creature. Somebody say I am blessed. Somebody say I'm born again. Somebody say I'm a royal priesthood. Somebody just feel good about yourself. Good about what Jesus did for you. Good about the blessing. Good about your redemption. Good about your salvation. Good about your deliverance. Good about your freedom. Because Jesus paid it all. Come on, praise Him, man. Whether you like to praise Him or not, praise Him like you're alive from the dead. Praise Him like you are blessed. Praise Him like you are risen. Praise Him like you are born again. Come on, CRC. Bloemfontein North, give the Lord a praise. Come on. I want to hear you all the way from Pretoria. Johannesburg, give the Lord a praise. Let that whole environment come alive as you discover who you are, because when you discover, you will recover. When you discover, you will recover. When you rise up, you will rise up. Come on, come on. I'll give him a praise, man. Let this become a revelation. Let this become a rhema. Let this be something that challenges you. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen. Right in this place, the presence of God is all over. We sing Christ our King. This morning, if you can't say that with all of your heart, you can't say Christ is my King, my Lord and Saviour. I know that I know that I know. If today is my last day on earth, I know that I will go to heaven. Every moment in the service leads up to this point for you. You are the most important person in this service, if you can't say, Christ is my King. We wanna give you that opportunity this morning because we heard our pastor passionately preach this morning about Christ in me, the hope of glory. If you don't have Christ, there's no hope. 
We do many funerals and the best funerals are those of believers that we know, that we know, that we know. They've got a relationship with Jesus. Those funerals are easy to do because we can say, to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. Those people who don't know Jesus, those funerals are a little bit harder because I have to use that opportunity every single time to say, are you right with Jesus? This morning you're standing here and as we were talking, Pastor Ad brilliantly preaching on Christ in me. You realize this morning that somewhere you've fallen short. Maybe you knew Him at one stage. Maybe you were passionate about Him, but you've grown cold, COVID, whatever the reason may be. Maybe you can say, I've never really known Him. My parents served Him and that's why I'm at church. Or someone dragged me to church this morning and I didn't really want to be here. But now that I'm here, I realize that I need Him more than anything in my life. We want to give you that opportunity this morning. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving in this place, believers praying. It's a holy moment. It's a moment that can change your life. It's a Kairos moment that if you step into it and you say, Father, here I am, use me. I can feel you knocking on the door of my heart. I can feel my tummy is uneasy. Holy Spirit, you are talking to me. This morning, I wanna come to you. I wanna respond. If that is you this morning, boldly, unashamed, like Jesus did publicly, He declared His love for you on that cross. So publicly, with every eye closed, every head bowed, quickly, Say, Father, here I am by raising your hand so that we can pray for you. Hands going up all over in this place. If that is you, raise your hand. Say, Father, here I am. Pray for me. We're gonna give you opportunity to become right with Jesus. It's the first step of a journey with Him like never. Last time before I pray, if that is you, on the balcony, on the flank, on the floor, if that is you, Raise your hand quickly so we can pray with you. Thank you, I see those hands. I see those hands all over. Balcony, I see those hands. Flanks. If you've raised your hand, you can put it down. One last time. We want to make sure that we want to make sure. If you're not sure heaven is your home, if you die tonight or today and you're not sure, let's make sure. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. So if that is you, quickly, unashamed, raise your hand. We want to pray with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands going up. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Today is all we have, family. Today is all we have. Well, it is our privilege and our honor as the CRC family to share this moment with you. It's the most important moment of your life. How can I say that? Because that's what the Word says, right? Today, you are starting a new life with Christ. The Bible says the old has passed away and the new has come. This morning, just by starting with a simple prayer, saying, Father, I commit my heart to you. It's the first step of journeying with God. And He's going to release things in your life, 
things are going to change, etc. There will be challenges, but that's why you've got a family around you now, a spiritual family. We are going to walk this journey with you and we want to take hands with you and help you to do just that. But before we do that, can we, can we be just, can we just take a moment and be, um, can, you, can you be so kind as just to put your hand on your heart? Believers, just stretch out your hands to them. Let's pray the simple praise. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and you rose again for my sin. Today I ask you, make me a true child of God. Help me to live in a way that's pleasing to you. Thank you that the old is past and the new has come. Thank you that I can now live freely and lightly according to your will. In Jesus' mighty name. In amen and amen. Hallelujah. Family, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.